Welcome to Club Hop. For this first edition, I sat down with the board of Chandler Society, Columbia's premier club for chemistry enthusiasts. Yeah, for Chandler Society, we're really focused on um, kind of specifying and honing in on the chemistry aspect of science. That's Maria Chen, CC22, vice president of Chandler Society. She's been part of the club since her freshman year. Um, of course, we do a broad range of topics uh, and inter interdisciplinary things like biochemistry, physical chemistry, um, and then just like pure chemistry, whether like inorganic, organic, we kind of just go throughout all of the different disciplines and try to bring everything together with chemistry. Um, that's not to say like we don't delve into like other things necessarily. Like sometimes we'll just go into a little bit more of like the bio aspect and there'll be less chemistry there. But um, really our main bonding point for everybody is uh, the chemistry aspect. Everything the society talks about comes back to chemistry at the end of the day. And yet, they still talk about a lot. The society's broad range of covered topics brings to mind the campus club most notable for covering a broad range of scientific topics, the Columbia Science Review. So I think um, because like, I'm not only like on the, um, for the CSR, I'm also like on the executive team, which means that I w I'm also like involved in um, like uh, plannings for events and stuff. That's Bu Yuan Chen, CS23, the society's secretary. He also joined during his freshman year. And I would say that the difference between um, Chandler Society and CSR mainly is that I think that our events are like more on the academic side of chemistry, whereas CSR focuses more on the pu public side, like more on like popular science or how to make science, how to say. Well, I wouldn't say that Chandler's mission isn't, but it's just like on, in the um, in like the most regular kind of activities, uh, like in uh, meetings and stuff. Um, I think Chandler has this more sort of like academic, academic chemistry part to it that um, that like CSR doesn't have. Now, Chandler is a smaller group than most campus organizations. It's a fact that makes for some interesting club dynamics. I think one big thing is just that our commitment is relatively casual. Um, you know, anybody can show up to our events even if they're just keeping in touch with us through email. That's Michael Van Dwinian, CC21, president of Chandler Society. He's been part of the club since his freshman year as well. We really um, like to focus on the social aspect of things, bringing people who are interested in chemistry together. So because it's a social thing, there's we don't like to put too much of um, a stress on obligation to show up to our meetings. Um, and that's um, that's part of the reason why it's hard to quantify a number. It's just because, um, you know, what constitutes a member? How many meetings do you have to come to to be considered a member? Um, but, you know, sometimes we'll see someone we haven't seen in like um, six weeks and they'll be like, oh, hey, um, and they'll be just as welcome as they were the first. Um, what uh, if they were to come regularly and um, I think that's what's really cool about our club is that we're able to keep that engagement even with a low commitment and uh, that's how we're able to keep people coming back in that if you if you miss a few meetings you're not behind we're always on to something new possibly something random possibly something fun what would it take really for someone to just be out of Chandler Society? Because I mean, six weeks, there are some clubs on campus where if you're gone six weeks, you're out. I think it's just because we don't, it doesn't really matter to us who's a member or not. Um, 
and uh, we don't keep tabs on that. Um, I know the only t situation like in our constitution where it matters um, if somebody has uh, come to uh, our club is um, if they run for a position in our board. And in that case, we do have a constitution. A member is somebody who has come to at least two meetings um, within that um, sem um, that semester. So um, I guess, yes, the cap is um, you do have to come to at least two meetings, but that's not something we really communicate because you know usually we can get people coming back for at least two meetings and it doesn't really matter to us as much um, what uh, you know what uh, what those two meetings look like, how far apart they were, and usually you know people who want to um, get involved with Chandler Society are people who already have been actively involved. Um, either they have sh had good attendance in meetings, or they've shown a lot of given a lot of help and productivity in our events. You know, I think um, there are some. I remember my after my freshman year. Um, my second semester, I didn't show up to that many meetings, but I was still um, involved with all the activities we did, and I still ended up running for secretary at the end of that year, even despite I only showed up to about three or four meetings over the course of my spring, um, uh, first year spring. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, engagement is um, it's hard to put a number on engagement, but you know you can really see from a person whether they're um, engage with the club or not. Yeah, just to add a little bit on about that, I think um, we also are not looking for any super huge commitment or anything like that because we're really focusing on just coming together as a group and having fun with chemistry and bonding over that as well as, you know, just the social aspect of just getting together weekly and just talking about something that we all love to, um, to learn, to do, to engage in. Um, so I think that's why like we really just say if you can come that's great uh, please do make it but it's not a huge deal if you can't commit to every single meeting um, and yeah that's just really not what we're looking or aiming to do with our club I think it's also a good way for us to be able to really personally get to know everybody who comes to the club and we always know like their names and their basic interests like their majors and I think that's one of the benefits of having people just come and go in like small groups, whether they can come or not. Yeah. Yeah. From my knowledge, I don't think we've ever had to like kick anyone out. I feel like the only time we would have to is if like, I don't know, somebody just out disrespected another member of our club or something like that. But luckily it's never happened. Amy Sue, CC22, treasure, freshman year. Chandler Society appears to be very accommodating of the few members it has, but being so accommodating comes with a great deal of fluidity in membership. So how does Chandler's board tackle that fluidity when it comes to actually managing the club? I think our administration is less member focused and more event focused and, you know, making sure um, we have a good flow with the topics of our meetings. Um, I think our main thing is kind of just, um, you know, um, while our members do have a say in, um, and their input is very valuable in determining what we do for meetings, you know, if somebody likes it, um, if we get good feedback on a meeting one semester, we'll definitely be looking into doing it um, the next year or the next semester. Um, but uh, I think mostly um, we're just focused on um, putting a good idea out for a meeting and um, hoping people will come um, and really 
just trying to create that welcoming space from our side and you know the the number of members um isn't at, doesn't play as strong a weight um in what we do um so that's i guess that's a way we can we combat the um uh low attendance um you know we're always going to be able to have fun as a board together in a meeting even if nobody else shows up but um only i've only had i've only had two meetings um in my three years where um, only board people showed up. It's usually at least one or two people, non-board people who show up. Yeah, and I think for, for us with five people on the board, we really are just, we have this set number just to like fill the roles that we think need uh, are like necessary to run our club and manage everything between like outreach events and um, like treasurer, secretary, of course, uh, president and vice president. And I think it's actually like a really good combination of people because we can always get a diverse um, amount of opinions from everybody. And it's really easy for all of us to just collaborate on everything and balance out the workload for how we're going to plan the next semester, what we're going to do, the events that we're holding. And if there was ever a time to have a diverse set of opinions and good ideas, it's this semester. How did all of you guys react to Columbia's news that they were going to go entirely online? I mean, I kind of expected it. I don't know. I wasn't like that big of a reaction. Honestly, like we've been talking a lot over the summer about how we're going to transition to doing online. Because even if we did still have people on campus, I don't think Columbia would have let us done anything like any club meetings together or in person. So we've been talking about how to transition our weekly meetings to Zoom meetings. And I guess on that note, uh, what do you guys have planned for this year? Um, so I think one big thing is that we're really going to focus more on our social aspect. So um, Chandler really um, used, used to, um, has um, typically been, you know, we have our educational side um, where we really prepare a lot of um, lessons for younger kids, be it Girl Science Day or National Chemistry Week you know, really sort of balancing our time between um, making ourselves a social group um, and putting our effort into these educational events. But I think we're really going to hone more of our focus on um, social events. That's not to say that education isn't going to completely go away. National Chemistry Week is still something doing something virtual, so we're going to be looking into that. Um, but I think more of our outreach is going to um, potentially be to other universities, for example. Um, one, we're looking into NYU. Um, we're also looking into reaching out to Barnard Chemical Society and doing more stuff with them. So I think really focusing on creating a community of people who are into chemistry uh, is going to be really great, um, especially because we're such a small club. It's going to be important and nice to be able to branch out and be able to meet new people for both both veterans and new members. Um, you know, you can really establish, um, we can really establish this community, even if only virtually. Or have you guys talked with these boards already, or is this something that you're just saying we'd like to talk with them? Uh, do you have any concrete plans with those boards yet, or is it just we're hoping that we can eventually get to a conversation with them? Elif will be sending out an email to NYU definitely um, once 
uh, classes start, at least for NYU, we might wait until our own classes start, but at least until NYU's classes start. And then for Barnard, um, yeah, once also once classes start, basically, but we already kind of have that contact because LF is um, on the social media team for Barnard Chemical Society. Alif Genser is the outreach chair for Chandler Society. She unfortunately could not join us for this interview. You mentioned National Chemistry Week. They have an online program going, as you've said. Uh, is there any push to maybe have at least have there been any ideas for an online educational component um, beyond that, or what are the difficulties in putting something like that together? Yeah, so we're still planning all of our major events to you know uh, take place virtually. For example, we always have our um, undergraduate research symposium in the fall, uh, where we basically have students come in and present their chemistry research from over the summer, or um, if they've been doing it long term, that works as well. And uh, we're we have been planning with the chemistry department already on how we're gonna have that take place, the timing, um, et cetera. So we're really excited for that. I think that's a little bit more educational on the research side. Uh, we are also looking into um, our plans for February, actually, um, where we have our Grand Pierre lecture. Um, and that's when we bring a professor in chemistry from another university, and they come and talk a little bit about their research. And we end up spending the, the day with them, just bonding, discussing, learning more about what they do. And um, we have some, some ideas for that, uh, which I'm not gonna spoil here, but um, we are planning to, to still hold that virtually. Um, and we also have con contingency plans for if we go back um, in the spring where we can do it just as normal in person, um, which would be very nice. But yeah, we're also just thinking about how we can transition our, our typical um, PowerPoints and you know like ed educational activities during our weekly meetings um, into the virtual aspect and still make that engaging. It should be noted that as of this interview, recorded August 20th, the society put together their tentative plans without directions from the activities board, the regulatory committee under which Chandler Society and many other clubs exist. Among the mirror adventures pursued by Chandler Society is the Lunch with a Professor series, which the Columbia Spectator wrote a short piece about nearly a decade ago. The article's last paragraph quotes society members talking up the utility of the event from influencing career paths to humanizing professors to finding open lab positions. I decided to ask about this last point. Does Chandler today still aim to connect its members to labs? Yeah, so that's like 100%. Actually, we've, um, in, in, we've actually doubled down more on um, easing that transition um, into um, helping people get into more, more touch with professors um, for research. I know that my, um, my sophomore year, my first year on the board, um, which was the 2018-2019 school year, um, you know, we really doubled down our, um, our presentation on, you know, what making sure our incoming members knew what the chemistry department was, knew who the professors were, and knew how to get into research. Um, but I think on the converse of that, um, uh, you bring up lunch with the professor, and I think actually that's one of the things we've fallen behind on on um, the past few years. Um, we've um, had kind of plans fall through. Obviously, plans fell through um, last year, um, but I know my sophomore year, um, I think we uh, 
we either I believe we also had plans fall through that year. Um, so um, definitely, um, you know, getting that personal connection is definitely something we want to get back to. But definitely one thing we've gotten better at is helping freshmen know what they have to do to get into research. So now with that goal, this year makes it a little difficult, right? Because lab work across the university is in flux. I mean, even in, uh, in my own department, uh, biological sciences, you've got um, the 3,500 class saying like, we're still going to have the class, but opportunities are sparse. So, you know, take what you can. Um, how do you square the reality of what's going on with campus with that goal, you know, uh, you don't want to pull back on that, I'm sure, but you know, how do you manage that? I think one thing we I really want to focus on is removing any sense of urgency um, because I didn't start research until my sophomore year. So I think, you know, I, um, we usually present a lot of this information to first years. Um, in the first semester, but with the knowledge that, you know, um, it, it might end up being more realistic to reach out to them on um, your second semester in the spring or even possibly your sophomore fall. Um, but um, yeah, I think just removing that sense of urgency is going to be very important. Um, and I think that's something we do every year, not just um, on virtual years. Yeah. And another thing that I, I can I, I would, um, add is that um, since uh, Michael and I are also like in um, two different labs that we are doing computational projects in two different labs. So it shows that like, at least in Columbia, I think there they are like a quite, quite a big range of labs that are actually have like a lot of computational work. And to be honest, I think um, like not only just computational work, but also in terms of analyzing like existing um, experimental data, which would also like take up a lot of time actually, uh, where so these kind of opportunities are they're still available at Columbia. Um, so maybe like something that we could do is that to, to help students to like to further to open their minds or like uh, to connect them with these kind of uh, research positions that will be offered on like remotely or virtually in the following. Yes, those are very much still out there. And I think it's great that you guys are trying to, or at least making an effort to connect your members with those, especially these incoming freshmen. Um, do you guys anticipate any changes uh, that you make to this semester carrying forward to, you know, future iterations of Chandler Society? Or, you know, to put it another way, how will Chandler Society another 25 years from now look different because of your actions today? I think having to incorporate more of the online and the virtual aspect will definitely like make us more prepared in the future to, you know, do the same if necessary, hopefully not necessarily. Um, but yeah, we might be able to figure out to do much more online events if we find that we're um, like unable to hold something in person. And I think we'll be definitely just like way more prepared for that. Um, but we really just plan to carry out um, this year as normal as possible. Um, we just want to give everybody this sense that they're still, you know, just as welcome in this club. We're doing the same things almost. Um, 
generally wise. And yeah, we just really want to, you know, help the students of this club and, you know, create this environment where everyone can feel welcome and have an outlet um, because we all know that it's, it's going to be tough doing everything online. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to, you know, uh, go as normal, but with changes as necessary. And yeah, hopefully 25 years from now that they can um, have that same sense of uh, social bond and chemistry bond, as well as, um, you know, maybe even improving it. And yeah, just quick, two quick things to add to that. Um, one, I'm hoping that our um, contact with other universities and other chem clubs, I hope that contact um, impro uh, improves over time and just remains over time. And also um, one of our primary sources of revenue is um, selling physical lab notebooks. Um, and uh, I think a lot of classes might um, permanently shift to um, virtual lab notebooks. I know Gen Chem Lab has been doing that for several years now, um, but I think the others might perhaps follow suit. So that could also um, change the way we fundraise um, and change the way we function financially. Um, but that's more of a logistics thing that I'm not as worried about as you know the, our general, um, how things are going to generally socially change. Between the Grandpierre lecture collaborations and the professor lunches, infrequent as they may presently be, much of how Chandler Society operates explicitly involves the chemistry department, yet Speck's piece describes the relationship between the two as a collaboration. I wanted to know how relations with an academic department change when working with its professors as closely as the board does. So what I want to understand is for each of you guys, how has being part of Chandler Society influenced each of your individual relationships with your departments of study, whether that's, you know, the Department of Chemistry most directly or, you know, chemical engineering for you, Buyuan, or, you know, biochem, Miria? I think how we have such a close relationship to the chemistry department has really uh, helped me get to know a lot of professors um, more on a more personal level. Um, besides having you know, classes and office hours, which can be difficult, especially if you're in one of those large lecture classes. Um, but yeah, the fact that we have been uh, doing our um, uh, professor lunches, although that has been not, so, uh, not as often lately, but um, as well as like the Grand Pierre where we invite different professors in the department to come and um, have dinner with the uh, guest lecturer as well as just like spend the day and you know take some time with them uh, has really gone uh, or has really allowed me to you know get to know more of my professors um, and yeah I think I personally have had some connections outside of the Chandler Society just because of um, how I started off my first year and just being very um, passionate and involved in chemistry and biochemistry uh, but I can definitely say that Chandler Society has help me, you know, deepen those relationships and create new ones. Um, and I think one thing that's been really helpful for me is that um, uh, my PI for the like lab I do research in, she is, um, she's a little bit more in the applied physics department. Um, so I think, you know, without Chandler Society, it would be really easy to alienate myself to my lab specifically. And the, the two or three um, chemistry groups we collaborate with. But I think really 
um, not only talking with other people who are in other labs, but also um, feeling that responsibility of knowing about the chemistry department and owing that knowledge um, to communicate that to people who are interested in getting into research and um, incoming students who would like to know more about the department. I think, you know, really um, holding myself accountable um, for knowledge about the chemistry department has really helped me um, connect with the chemistry department and um, keep me engaged and informed about not only what do the professors do, but about um, who they are as people um, and uh, how they respond to students, et cetera. Hmm. How they respond to students. Uh, could you expand more on that? Uh, how they respond to students? I'm just curious what you mean by that. Yeah, I think some, um, I think some um, uh, you know, uh, some, of the professors in the chem department are definitely more undergrad friendly. Um, and I think um, it's really important to um, help students um, know like, um, hey, this person really does like taking undergrads, whereas this person um, doesn't like taking undergrads as much or might ha have a work that has a level of rigor that doesn't really work with undergrads. Um, I guess that's what I was, what I had in mind when I said to respond to students. Sure. Makes complete sense. Uh, thank you for expanding on that. Yeah, and also just like building off of that, um, Chandler Society has really like helped me figure out like which classes or which sections of classes to take, especially with like Orgo, you have like three different professors, you don't know like which one's the best. So it's just really nice to be able to connect with other people and see like actual students' reactions to these professors. And um, yeah, we also have Vesna, who's our department advisor. She's really nice. Um, she also works with Chandler Society a lot. So, For me, um, it's not as obvious as some of the others have said, because uh, to be honest, the like, chemical engineering department isn't like very, very close with um, what do we do here at, um, at um, uh, the Chandler Society. But, um, but I think in some ways, just um, well, I think it for some way it definitely like also like introduced me like to all like the um, uh, the, the chemistry department in some ways like for example like there's this uh, meeting um, somewhere um, I think it's in fall yeah I think it's in fall this um, like getting to know the chemistry department which I think I would never do if I weren't in chemistry in the Chandler Society. Chandler may be small, but its board participates in a bevy of campus activities. As both the people responsible for club operation and subject to club operation, how do they expect clubs to fare this semester? I guess it really depends on the club, right? Because, like, our club is pretty... I mean, we can transition to online pretty easily. Like, our weekly meetings, it's just usually just one of us, like, presenting um, a PowerPoint slide or something, or we, like, play Chemistry Jeopardy or something like that. So you can do that over Zoom, but... I mean, if you're like in, I know, an acting troupe, I guess you can act over Zoom. I don't know how that goes. <laughs> um, uh, I'm also on the ultimate team and obviously like we can't play together. So I don't know how that's gonna go. Um, but yeah, I feel like academic clubs will definitely fare better this fall than other clubs will, so. Yeah, I think the main, um, mission for clubs this semester is really just forming a community regardless of um, what their club is and um, 
I think, yeah, just fostering that community and then hopefully um, so that they can hopefully do more things once things, uh, once people are able to actually um, reunite in person. Uh, I think that just building that community and um, foundation is going to be most important. But I think that I think the only clubs that really should be worried or I feel like I would be worried if I were in those clubs is the ones that require a consistent source of revenue in order to exist um and i can't speak for what um that fundraising is going to look like but i i i do think that is the primary challenge in um bit of virtual semester also the clouds that i think that would have like faced the most challenges in this kind of setting is those that are focused on providing the campus with, with um, some sort of service, um, such as like COEMS or um, or what's that sustainable? What's that club called again? I'm sorry. Eco Reps. Yeah, Eco Reps, um, and like food pantry, um, like those kind of clubs. That it's like it's more difficult for them to like to find a way to provide. Uh, or like to 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 like to provide their service like in this setting like with some of the students still would still be on campus like a very limited number of students would, would be on campus mm -hmm. and um, like whether or not to provide services to them and how to provide services to the student co uh, community who are not on campus I think those are like the challenges that they would need to face but um, as an academic club I think that we are very lucky in, in some sort of way at the end of the day, Chandler Society is the club for chemistry enthusiasts run by chemistry enthusiasts. But chemistry as a discipline is incredibly broad. Miria says so herself at the start of our conversation. Of course, we do a broad range of topics uh, and inter interdisciplinary things like biochemistry, physical chemistry, um, and then just like pure chemistry, whether like inorganic, organic. We kind of just go throughout all of the different disciplines and try to bring everything together with chemistry. Few other clubs on campus cover so large a subject matter. There's Columbia Neuroscience Society, but no biology club. There's separate clubs for civil, mechanical, and chemical engineers, but no engineering club. One now better understands how Chandler differs from its fellow clubs. But why does Chandler Society differ from its fellow clubs, and why can it do so? I think part of the reason is because, oh, Go ahead, Amy. Yeah. Please. No, you go. No, no, you go. Okay. I mean, I guess it's just because like the chemistry department is so small. Like as Michael's mentioned, like there's only three to five like pure chemistry majors. Um, we just wouldn't be able to break down into like an organic chemistry society or an inorganic chemistry society or physical chemistry society. Like it just wouldn't have enough members. So I guess that's why. I think also because, um, like Amy was saying, we're pretty, a pretty small group and there are not too many people who are, um, you know, like uh, pursuing careers in chemistry or um, like majors in, in anything chemistry related. So I think as a club, we're trying to, you know, bring that group together because we're kind of spread out across like campuses, grade levels, et cetera, versus, you know, biology. I think there are quite a few students in every single grade who um, are majoring in biology or something similar. Um, but for us, we're really just trying to, you know, like bring all the, the chemistry people together so that they know you, there are other people um, 
who are interested in the same things as you and you know you're not alone versus you know when I go out and uh, talk to some other people there there's a quite a high likelihood that they're actually you know majoring in biology or doing something like that not that there aren't other majors of course but um it's just much more easy to find a biology major as opposed to you know chemistry or chemistry related one um, and another thing I think um, because I'm also like um, I'm sort of engineering majors uh, what I also like been getting from um, from like the like the um, how to say like so I also like I have been like trying to like in the beginning of my first semester I also tried to like join the, um, the chemical engineer society which um, which I haven't received any email or any other stuff since. Um, so what I feel is that like Chandler is more like a place that I would say that's like more um, it's just like a community for people to come and have fun and I think that's an aspect um, that doesn't really have and I, uh, um, not like there's just say I, I haven't really seen in other like for like engineering societies and stuff like that. So follow-up question, quick follow-up question, and this can be yes or no or expand on it as much as you'd like. Do you guys think that it's possible to build an analog to Chandler for more general disciplines like bio? Because it seems like a lot of your answers have said that Chandler Society exists um, in large part because chemistry, the chemistry department is so small. That's why you're able to, you know, interoperate with them and you're able to maintain this club while still having such a small community. So when you get into something larger like the biology department or the physics department, is it possible to build like an analog to Chandler within those departments for a more general subject? Yes, but obviously the nature is going to be different on um, depending. So um, one of the big things, uh, yeah, there, there are two main things I've, um, I've, I've focused on that would differ. Um, in different departments. One is the amount of people, you know, it's hard to keep a larger amount of people engaged. Um, and so the, the nature of the events and the meetings are gonna have to um, be something that incorporates more people, whereas uh, many of our meeting ideas are best suited for smaller groups. Um, and then another thing is, I feel like um, some majors are a little bit more, departments are a little bit more competitive than others. Um, so I think, you know, if, um, the equivalent of some sort of business equivalent. Um, you know, I think a lot of our meetings are pretty chill, but I think in a finance or econ equivalent, um, for example, um, Chandler equivalent, I think they'd have to, they would take things a little bit more seriously and they would be a little bit more career oriented. Whereas, you know, in the chemistry department, um, it's typically focused on people who are either going to grad school, which um, chemistry grad school programs, while you definitely do want to put good work in, aren't as competitive as many other um, post-grad programs. Um, and also, um, you know, if chemistry, um, chemistry jobs straight out of college aren't as competitive either. So we're mo more focused on the undergrad side rather than the career side. And I think a lot of other departments are more conducive to be more focused on the career side of things. Chandler Society meets weekly on Wednesday nights from 7.45 to 8.45 p.m. in 717 Havenmeyer. That is, of course, subject to change. 
For more information, or to find out how you can join the Society, visit them on Facebook or email them at chandler.society at gmail.com. My thanks to Michael, Miria, Amy, and Buiwen for sitting down with me, and to Blog and our Editor-in-Chief Isabel Sepulveda for the green light on this project. If there are any other clubs you'd like to hear from, let us know on Twitter, at Blog, or by emailing us at tips at blog.com. Thanks for listening. 